0: You're listening to your United, United Q, Q podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Commando Joe, and Smoke with Shaq, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top notch service and free advice for beginners to pit masters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet supply in the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Marlow Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commanderjoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co host Ben. Hello.
1: And on this week's show, we've got Peter Hannon from Hannon Meet. Hi, Peter, how are you? How are you, Ben? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Not at all. A great pleasure to be with you.
1: Awesome. I've been following your Instagram feed for a long time now and it always makes me hungry seeing this amazing, <laughs> amazing cuts of meat that you've got and, and I've well, seen, you, seen you at like Meatopia and things like that so I thought it's time to get you on the show.
2: <laughs> well thank you very much for having me. Yeah they call they, they, they call my Instagram over here they call it my meat porn yeah. um, <laughs> it's 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 lovely we take so many things for granted that we see every day and we do every day and'm I'm, I'm not a very big person on social media but you know I fire a couple of pictures up onto Instagram and people seem to enjoy it and that's lovely it's lovely to, 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 to share what we do that maybe other people don't get to see all the time. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, well, I love seeing it. So keep doing it.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much. I will. <laughs> yeah. If
1: anyone else wants to follow it, it's Meet Peter. So get on Instagram, follow Meet Peter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you very much. So
1: could you just start off by just introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your background?
2: Yeah, um, I grew up on a farm just outside Dublin in County Kildare, Ben, and. Um, yeah, it's I'm 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 57 years of age, so that's a long time ago. But um, back in those days, farming life was as such that you um, everybody worked on the farm. We slaughtered animals for our own freezer and things like that. There, and age 11, I started to um, slaughter animals for other people's freezers, and um, kind of gave me a, a bit of a, a grinding or an insight into in, into meat and despite the fact that my father expected me to go on and become a veterinary surgeon i just couldn't stand the thought of seven years at university because i wasn't uh, i wasn't what you'd call academic so um i got a job in the local meat factory and that's where the whole thing started and and when i had a few years done there i went to america and then came home and started running abattoirs and boning processes um, in the UK and Ireland. And then in 1989, we decided to get out of the fast lane and do follow our passion and do what it is we wanted to do. And mm-hmm. we ended up supplying a lot of restaurants, hotels, um, that sort of thing. And today we supply probably three and a half, four hundred 400 um, restaurants throughout Ireland, the UK and Europe. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very easy when you love it. Um, and we're very, very fortunate that we, love it passionately. It's what we get out of bed every morning early to do. And that makes it a lot easier. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, occupation, especially if you enjoy it as much as we do.
1: Definitely. And I guess it's all about having that passion. That passion is what's going to help you succeed. So... You had a big jump there, where you've you've gone like, oh, we start this business. Suddenly, we're supplying four hundred restaurants. Like, what what was the process of like getting to a point where you had four hundred restaurants that wanted your product?
2: Yeah, well, look, you know, this 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 is like a pension fund. There's nothing instant about it. Um, you know, we probably had to educate ourselves, which I'd say is is um probably the the marker of it. We. And the way we dry age beef is pretty unique and there was a lot of work in um, the the evolution of that. Um, And, you know, we always wanted to do things better. Um, And the difference I always maintain between good and great is the same thing. It's attention to detail and that detail is a long education process and um, we, we're very fortunate we still supply the first five clients that we started with back in um, 89, 90 and um, you know people have built our business for us and we like to think that we've maybe built their business um, with them and it is about a partnership and it's building trust and um, you know the relationship there and never taking a shortcut and, and that. so you know there's, there's a lot of things involved in getting as you say from that point A back so long ago to say where we are today and um, you know it's it, it's you're learning every morning you get up and you have to It's it's not an easy trade but it's a very very rewarding one um, and you know, we work hard at it, and 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 uh, you know that 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 sort of pays dividends if you do. Um, so, you know, we're we're very very privileged and fortunate with some of the clients we have, like Fortnum and Mason in London, and Mark Hicks, and uh, we supply all Mark's restaurants in London and that, and and you know a lot of our great friends and neighbours here in Northern Ireland that we have dealt with for many, many years. Um, so, I mean, it, it, we're hugely privileged and fortunate to be in that position, but, um, you know, w- with that goes responsibility. Um, you know, those people rely upon you to provide them with something that makes them as excellent as they want to be and can be. So, um, you know, there, 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 there is an onus on you to perform like that and that's what we try and do. We're We're one piece of the chain and we try and make sure our links are strong.
1: Definitely because when you go to a restaurant like something you're relying on a quality restaurant is providing consistency so I'm guessing for them to have consistency in their product is absolutely essential as well.
2: Yeah, you know, I often say this to people, what what we do that's probably a little bit different to maybe what, what, what some others do is we try to make sure that um, a product is as close as it can be to exactly the same all the time. Bearing in mind, we start with the most inconsistent raw material in the world because you'll never eat off the same animal twice. Everyone is different like we are in human beings. There's no two exactly the same. So, you know putting a a, a spirit level over that to make sure that it always reaches a certain level, a certain standard, and one thing. And there, are, I mean, you know, we go back with our Glenarm Shorthorn beef right to the farmers. We've 122 farmers producing exclusively first, and that has taken 10 years to build. And um, that's I say, there's no quick fixes in the food fu- in the in, in the food industry. Uh, it's an investment, a constant investment, and in nurturing and bringing it forward and wanting or That's what that's what um, pays dividends at the end of the day, but. You know, we couldn't do what we do without our farmers. And um, we like to think we bring our piece to the party and we pay them a premium for producing a a, a really excellent product. And um, that gives us, the foundation for providing our restaurant and retail client partners with with, with what it is they need. And, you know, adding that consistency, the aging process we have um, benefits that enormously, but it is about being very good all the time. Great if you can be excellent, but as I say, it's got to be no less than very good.
1: Definitely. And I've seen, I think I've seen videos where Mark Hicks has said, like that, your product, in his opinions the best beef in the world. So that's a, quite a good statement to have coming from someone, isn't it? Well,
2: you know, some some people have been more than generous, as I say, um, to, to us in that regard, and you know, that's what we strive to to, to do. Um, you know, another marker in our in in our whole process. Um, Along the years was in 2012 when we were fortunate enough to win the Supreme Championship of the Great Taste Awards for the first time and um, with our Gwenc'hali, We won it again in 2016 with a, a rack of Glenarm shorthorn beef. Um, but, you know, things like that bring your product to the forefront and um, people, um, you know... Working with some of the people that we do, they, they actually raise the bar for you. Because, and I I don't mean to pick on Mark here, but you know, n- n- nothing less than perfect uh, works for Mark's business, um, as Fortnum's and a lot of other o- other people. So, you know, they bring it to the line and they lay down where it is in a in a, in a very. Um, cooperative type of way. Um, and, you know, once that becomes the norm, um, that, that, that's fine. But, you know, it is about uh, trust. It is about um, attention to detail. It's about a whole lot of those little things that all um, culminate to make the, the, the whole thing work.
1: Definitely. So I don't, I don't know where to start when we're like, I want to follow your journey of like the creation of this perfect beef. Like, Should we should we start with the process or do we start with the actual animal in the first place? Well,
2: you've got to start with the animal because, look, you know, the, the process that we do is, is um, you know, we use Himalayan salt in a controlled environment um and you know there's lots of other elements you know the the salt aging gets the headline because it's the sexy bit it's the bit that's different but you know without humidity control and temperature and air speed and light and all those other things you know they're all players on the team and there's no one any more important than the rest all of them have to be perfect our whole system works on pretty well autopilot now if circumstances change um, conditions inside in the room um, move to alter, alter to um, compensate for that. So that's been a long, long learning um, process to, to 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 get to that point. But it all starts with the animal because. the the process we have is not a magic box. You can't put something ordinary in there and make it great. That's just not going to happen. If you start with an average piece of beef, it's going to be a bit above average when it's finished. So if you start with very, very good meat, now you have a chance um, of making something beautiful or something great. Um, So it, it does, it all starts with that. And we place huge emphasis on, on that there, because we are going to change it and make it as good as it can be. But um, if you start with something ordinary, you're going to end up with something less than super at the end of it. So you must start with that. Um, very, very good beef. And then how it's handled, um, the way that um, it's matured and aged and one thing or then the way it's butchered, the way it's... you. Know, we do a lot of things and no harm to anybody who does things their way. They probably, some of them probably do them better than what we do. But what we do works for us. Um, and, you know, uh, we're all the time trying to improve that. If we can get the last two or three percent out of it, we 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 aspire to do that. We want to make it as good as it can be. And, you know, beef takes a long time to rear. Um, and, you know, it deserves to be um at its best whatever that can be you know what a shame it would be to rear an animal for two and a half years and then you know um cut the time that you age it by 14 days when it could have been much better or something like that. So no. we're not in a hurry. You know, we're not in a hurry to do anything. It's more important the result. Getting the right result is more important. than, you know, we never start with the commerce. That's, you know, that always comes in at some point, but that's never a starting point for us. Like we have play days here about once a month where um, clients and um People that we have a lot of regard for, and there's been some very eminent people in attendance over the years where we just take a day and we'll say, We're doing curing today, or we're doing sausage today, or we're doing this, that, and the other today. And everybody knows what's in front of them, and we're bouncing things off the wall, and we're trying this and doing that from one thing. But the only one thing that's not allowed into the room is a calculator. Um, that's the only thing that's banned. You can bring in gold leaf if you want. You can bring in a (laughs) bottle of whiskey if you want. You can bring anything you like, but no calculator. No discussion of cost or anything like that there. Because the, the bottom line is, if the food isn't great... The sums are absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. And if the food is great, it's hardly likely that you've um, done something that prohibits <laughs> it from being uh, from been affordable. So you know, it, it it you need to know your sums at the end of the day, but they're not. You know, you really will start from a wrong place if you start looking at the commercials before you look at the product. The end of the day, it's all about the product. Um, if the product is super, yeah, it's 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 going to cost a little bit more to get that way. And people are, you know, people are eating less meat, but better meat yeah. and they are prepared to pay a little bit more. And it is only a little bit more for something that's vastly superior. So, you know, we kind of adopted that philosophy Many years ago, I'd say 10 or 12 years ago and said, look, you know, we think that's where the future is going to be. So let's make something that's great. Let's make something that's better than, um, you know, the norm or the average or anything like that. And and that's sort of um, where, where we have evolved to. We like to think, as I say, that everything that we whether we cure it or whether we manufacture it or whether we age it or one thing, or we we don't want to produce something average. We want to produce something really wonderful. Um, yeah, our great pleasure is in other people enjoying what we make, and if we can continue to do that, we have a chance.
1: So, so what is it about the Glenarm Shorthorn beef that makes it the perfect beef for you guys?
2: Well, look, you know, people often say to me, "Oh, you're a Shorthorn man." One thing, or, you know, Shorthorn beef is a lovely, lovely thing. Don't get me wrong, but you know it has no exclusivity to um, to, 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 to gorgeous beef. Um, you know we prefer the native breeds—Hereford, Angus, Shorthorn, Wantinger—because we think they are more suitable than, say, some of the continental breeds for what this market is requiring. Certainly at this point in time, so we we feel we can produce a more quality article, and um, we like something with a little bit more fat. Um, marbling external body fat that sort of thing and the shorthorn can be produced um, with less intakes in other words it doesn't take as much money because they're not great big rangy cattle one thing and or they produce lovely meat they fatten easily and one thing and are and they're very docile which means that you know they're, they're they, they naturally flesh and one thing or they're. so you know when we didn't choose this, our partners who are at um, Glenarm Estate, um, they started that and they had all the wonderful ideas and produced a lovely article. Um, and they came to us and said, look, we need, we need a partner who's prepared to invest in this over a period of time and build it with us in one And we were very happy to do that because these were very credible people. Um, they were very passionate about it and where we had walked away from other opportunities that looked the same um, prior to that. We were very, very pleased um, to work with um, Glenarm Estate and um, their people. And it has been a, tr- a tremendous relationship because everybody's pushing from the same direction. We're all behind the scrum and, 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 and pushing forward. And the product that we produce today, as opposed to 10 years ago, is vastly superior. But that's been an education process to our farmers and a cooperation um, about it and one thing or another. and yeah, it's been a lovely thing to do. And why did we do it? God, it certainly wasn't for the money. Um, you know, we did it because we could and probably because we should. And in my opinion, it's the best model for the production of beef going forward that I have seen.
1: Great. So so you've got your perfect beef. You've got over 100 farmers now producing that, like just for you. So is are the farmers in a black... Like- more happy position, like knowing that they're kind of they've got a good person to take their meat to that's respecting it and bringing it forward. Well, it's for
2: it's sustainable. Um, you know, it's sustainable. Our farmers are profitable. And it's in our interest when we sit down with them and discuss um, how things have been and where we're going and this, that and the other. Um, We're very, very open and we don't want to take a pound out of their pocket. In fact, quite the reverse. We want to make sure, as I say, that they're profitable, that they're growing, that it's working for them because we've invested a lot of time, effort, money in this over the last number of years. So it's hugely important to us that our farmers are happy, working well, Profitable and sustainable, and um, because without them we don't have what we need. You know, it's, it's yeah. a, as, as an industry we've been guilty of this for so many years, where it's a kind of a an us and them between farmers and processors, and we really need to bridge that gap. If 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 there's a future, we're doing it in our own very small way with our particular group of people. And um, one thing and and it's it's um you know, Mark came over from London. There with his whole crew, not so terrible long ago, and invited all the farmers for dinner and. I'm sure they wondered what the catch was because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when you take them out for the night and feed them steak and buy them wine, they will probably yeah. expect, Oops! There's going to be a bit of bad news here, <laughs> and it was it was lovely to see at the end of the evening how appreciative everybody was over it. And one day. and you know, he's exactly the same, and 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 you from um, Fortnum and Mason, you ventures who's been a tremendous uh, partner over the last number of years, and um, you know. When you have clients like that and people like that um, who have a real um, passionate interest in, in 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 bringing something forward, yeah, it's, it's 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 a very powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing.
1: So let's talk through the process and what and how did you come up with this, like Himalayan salt chamber? Like, what was the inspiration behind that?
2: Oh God, um, the the inspiration was we were fed up trying meat that was out in the market that was dry-aged and, um, you know, people were saying, oh, it's an acquired taste. It's a little bit gamey. It's blue cheese, this, that and the other. You know, there's no nice way of saying it. That's not a very good piece of meat you have in your mouth. It yeah. shouldn't be like that. It should, you know, a piece of beef. You know, I I, 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 I love cheese, but on a cheese board, not yeah. on my beef. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I don't want blue cheese all over my beef and I don't want something that had been moulded and this, that and the other. You know, excuse me you know aging beef is about it's like making a reduction or a jus what you're doing is you're displacing moisture to concentrate flavour it should be the flavour of beef that you're concentrating not adding blue cheese and um, things like that there so you know we started from the point where we said is it possible that we can age it for whatever period of time to make it better but not to destroy it and that was a long long process that took us probably five years and we only had a certain amount of money to invest in it and a certain amount of time to invest in it and we went way over budget and both counts mm. but you know it was educating ourselves we knew not only what we wanted but what we didn't want and and um, you know we got our face slapped red raw um lots of times and um, failing because um it didn't work out the way we thought and we just persevered and then when you're so far into something you don't want to give up on it and one thing and i'd say um our lads here have have and had huge determination to see the thing through and um, we just stayed at it until we un, un, until we um, got a result. Where the um, the salt came in was it, it, people think it's about extracting moisture. I mean, salt is soluble if it extracts moisture and holds it, it'll just run down the walls. So it's nothing about that. It's all about bacteria control and that sort of thing. So is that we have going on in our salt rooms exactly what we want going on. And um, all of the good things that are happening is as best we can make them and all of the things that we don't want to happen aren't present. Um, So the things that were causing problems with beef deteriorating after 23 or 24 days, um, we inhibited those so as we could um, prolong the process. And we've, we've, we've one rib of beef. I mean, it's obviously different control pieces that we have, and because this is sort of virgin territory, and, um, you know, we have to prove every step of the way just what it is we're doing and how we do it and this, that and the other. But I think we have um, we have some meat in the salt chamber that was um, slaughtered in April 2015. So it's going to be three years old shortly. Um, so, you know, we, we, we can we've probably managed to achieve everything we set out to and, 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 and maybe then some. But then we're still learning every day. Um, You know, the minute you think you've got um, the Holy Grail, it slips out of your hand. We're constantly learning about um, what it is that we're doing, what we can do, and if we can do it better and wanting and making things better off all the time. It's exactly the same with, you know, we love love curing. We love taking pork and doing all sorts of wonderful things with it. Um, And we have this bacon, we call it sugar pit bacon. And what we do is we dry cure it and then we um, basically bury it in a blend of very nice sugars for 10 days. So some of the water that we take out, it replaces with some of the sugars and the caramelization you get when you're cooking it is it. It's, it's, th- it's a lovely thing. It would be my last meal over any steak. <laughs> um, and, you know, doing things like that are very, very gratifying. Um, you know, when you can when you can take a, a you know, a nice raw material and make it. Better as we say around here, as good as it can be. Um you can't be you can't be asked to do any more than that, but that should always be your ambition, is to make it as good as it can be. It deserves to be. Um, you know, it's it's uh um yeah, it's 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 lovely when it works.
1: I think the first thing everyone's gonna think of when they do think of this like soap chamber is that the beef's gonna be like sat on the soap or something, don't they? they? that's that's how how you imagine it.
2: Yeah. It it's and other people think we rub it on it and this, that and the other. Absolutely not. Um if I can describe um say one of the salt chambers um there to you, it's basically a, a, a big room. We can we can hold about four and a half, five thousand ribs and loins in circulation all the time. And that's what we ro- what we rotate. And they come out at various ages. Nothing can come out of it 35 days. Um, production won't recognize a barcode unless it's that age. So anywhere between 35 and 45 days is the norm. We do some very nice um, beef that we select off that we think is um, very suitable for extra aging and we take them off for some of our clients including Mark, Hicks and Fortums, every week and we call them extra aged. And they're usually between 70 and 100 days. Um, so you, they, they get a longer stint there. And then basically all we're doing is displacing more moisture to concentrate the flavor more. And it's, 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 a, it's a lovely thing. Um, but it's a big room. Um, and we have in that particular one that I'm alluding to, there's a wall with 16 and a half tonne of salt on it. Wow. <laughs> and every time the air circulates in the room, um, this if you're in it for if you and I were in it for 10 minutes, we'd come out and you'd taste the salt on your lips. Really? Wow. So it's um, it's ever present and it's working in combination with all of the other elements and um, that 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 that, that play their part. And um yeah, what it's basically doing is um controlling the whole environment in your room so it's the perfect environment for your beef to age in um, and, and and not um deteriorate in. That's the whole that's the whole purpose of it. But no, no, it doesn't touch the salt, the meat never touches the salt. Um there's a lot of maintenance involved in keeping it the way that we want it to be. Um and you know, unfortunately I think too many people, because a lot of them have contacted us over the, the years, just put some salt into a room and say, oh, I'm salt aging now. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing, and all that happens is it it absorbs the moisture that's in the meat and starts to deteriorate and just um, d- disappears over a period of months. The first one we had, with the first salt chamber we put in was seven years ago, and it's as good today as it was whenever we put it in. And um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of work in maintaining it and doing what we, you know, what what we need to, to keep it and um, giving to us all the time. But, you know, th- that's that's the price of that's the price of having the process.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you have to, like, replace the bricks every six months or something like that? Yeah, or? No. <laughs> a, a block
2: of salt, a block of salt is like an emerald stone. OK, it's naturally flawed. It's made up of millions of crystals. So you get a very rare one. Um, ab- about 1%. Um, that actually implodes at some stage, so yeah. you'll see it's not as as aesthetically pleasing as what it would have been, um, just that it's kind of blown out a bit in one tier. Uh, just because we're they say I have OCD, I actually don't, <laughs> but uh, because I haven't OCD, I can't look at it. So you we know, we would replace those. There's no requirement or necessity to, but yeah. it's aesthetically a very beautiful thing. You would love it in your bathroom.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so you know what. Um, if we see one like that um every about every 12 months um, we decommission one of the rooms just for a short period of time just so as we can do some essential maintenance and during that period we um we would replace those bricks um and uh, yeah the the, the fellow who uh, who initially built the first one with me um he's he's retired now but he was our bricklayer that built our factory over the really? last 30 years <laughs> yeah and he came, into the, he came into the salt room the day the first four and a half tonne of salt arrived about eight years ago. And uh, he, says, he says, what are we doing with this, boss? And I said, we're going to build a wall, Murphy. <laughs> and uh, he says, you're going to build a wall. And he says, what are you doing with that stuff in the boxes? And I says, that's salt. I says, that's what we're building the wall out of. And one thing, and he looked at me as if I'd been drinking. <laughs> and he says, you and who else? I said, you and me. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were finished with it, and it still sits there to this day, I, I got a plaque, a silver plaque engraved yeah. and put it on the wall. And it says, made by God, built by Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of fun over the years And one thing. Or was it. I bet. Yeah. And you've got to keep a sense of humor,
0: yeah definitely
2: <laughs> you've got that
1: <laughs> so so how long I was going to say was oh, so how long do you have to or can you be dry aging before it kind of has the adverse effect like can you like you said you've got some meat that's been in there for three years like have, have you yeah, tr- have you tried that? Well, Wait, what does that taste ben, like?
2: Ben, it's it's look. Once you go past a certain point, and we we say here about 150 days, you're actually getting out of state territory and you're getting into charcuterie territory. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there is a point where you're actually displacing succulents and moisture within a steak that is better off if, if it was left in there. Yeah. So that's why our extra age, we kind of um, call it from 70 to 100 days. Um, it's a really lovely thing. Um, but uh, to be quite honest, um, you know, uh, an inexperienced person mightn't pick it from the one that has been aged for, say, 40, 45 days. Yeah. You know, it's quite a refined difference. Um, and it's discernible don't get me wrong but you know it's um you know we're playing with that three or four percent um you know that's that's really what you are it's a it's a lovely thing when it's been aged normally um but you know just to take it to that level of refinement just past that um is something that we um do because um our 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 clients appreciate it and one thing it's not a it's not an issue for us to do it um so no it's 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 uh (laughs) <laughs> you you can aid probably indefinitely, um, but you know there's no commercial reason to. It's you're not achieving anything beyond a certain point. I mean, we, our controls that are there um, go back to that stage, and every um, you know every hundred days, I think um, down. You know, back from that and one thing or so as we can you know prove what it is that we're doing and and, and, that, and that sort of thing so it's uh no it's, it's, it it's it works well
1: so well, so we're getting we're getting close to the time so i've got loads more questions for you but uh, i'll have to keep an eye on the clock but the <laughs> no um, you're grand <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> a question i just uh, just thought of as you were talking then was um the fact that Oh, I've gone blank. I've forgotten it now. <laughs> don't worry. Right, don't I had a good work. work. Um, <sighs> Excuse me. That's all right. You cough away whilst I try and think of what the question was I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gone. <laughs> um, I don't know that you, at all. So, you, so you've um, you've, as a Hannon Meats, have now like won loads and loads of awards for like steak awards. You've got great taste awards. Um, all sorts of stuff that you've been getting over the years is is that something that's just happened or are you are you out there you're aiming for more okay. awards or?
2: look you know it's 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 about participating um we took a gap year from the great taste awards in 2015 <clears throat> because we'd had an incredible run in it Ben. and um, we had four golden forks and um a supreme championship and we just thought well you know that's kind of it done but you know you have to be current it's not what you did two yeah. years ago or three years ago it's kind of how are you what are you doing now What yeah. you know and it does keep you know it, it does keep the gun to your head to keep innovating to keep on and um, trying to do things better and that year that um, we didn't participate we felt a huge vacuum yeah very gratifyingly we came back the following year and won the supreme championship again yeah. but you know after that we were sort of tempted once again to sort of will we stand back but no we've made the decision you you know you you've got to be current you owe it to your um clients you owe it to your the people who are here walking with us who are constantly doing wonderful things and wanting to do more you know they they had to have their day a lot of them are substantially younger than i am so like You've got to let them get on and do what it is that they want to do and and, and that. So no, we, we we'll 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 um, we'll stay out there. Um we've had a wonderful run. If we could continue anything like that, it would be um it would be tremendous, but it's not our expectation. It's just an ambition, as I say, to keep on doing things a little bit better and whatever result that brings, as I say, we'll be the beneficiary of. So um no great taste, world stake challenge, all those things. They're, they're still in our radar um and we might have won them before, but um, you know, it would be very little hardship if we were to win them again. And that that's sort of the ambition. There's no point in having a target halfway up the wall. You know, the yeah. top corner is the is is, is the target spot. So <clears throat> you know, it's um I wouldn't for one minute want to dampen the ambition around here. So, you know, you've just got to support it and let the lads off and say you know wish you the best of luck i'm with you that's uh, that's it <laughs> perfect keep up the good work <laughs> <laughs> well we'll try yeah. <laughs> we'll try
1: um so is if if anyone in the uk like, wants to try some of this meat is there places they can buy the meat or is it yes Ben, going-
2: there are, we have two retail partners in the in the uk um we have Fortham and mason in london and we have a porterhouse in Fennec Store in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Um, and that's the only two places in the um, UK. We obviously, we have our um, our own outlet here in, in in Northern Ireland called the Meat Merchant, which is at our factory and attracts about two and a half thousand people a week to it. Um, and those are the only places. But I mean, if somebody's on a night out, there's... Um, Lots of nice restaurants, as I say, um, All Mark's restaurants in 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 London and all the Fortham's restaurants and one thing in our. Um, Angela Hartnett, a, a wonderful client also, in one thing or so. Um, you know, Angela's restaurants in the pig hotels, that sort of thing, um, you know, use our meat, and, and we're um, thrilled um, to cooperate with them. So, um, yeah, anybody who tries it, I sincerely hope they enjoy eating it as much as we enjoy producing it.
1: Perfect. Right. Well, thanks very much again, Peter, for coming on the show.
2: Ben, absolute pleasure it's been lovely to speak to you and um hopefully we'll get to see you in the not too distant future
1: yeah definitely look forward to it thanks again
0: mate thanks ben god Cheers. bless you Thank bye you. bye
2: now bye. bye
0: you're listening to united, united q podcast q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smoke With Shaq, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship-winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out Commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips or planks, You can find them at smokewithshack.com and you can find them on Twitter at smokewithshack.